0: Welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's all about the rock today on Talk is Jericho with Wendy Dio, wife and manager of the late, great, legendary Ronnie James Dio, who passed away from stomach cancer in May of 2010. Wendy's keeping Ronnie's memory and legacy alive with some great events that both celebrate his music and his philanthropy. She's telling us what it took to put together the Ronnie James Dio hologram tour this summer. Very interesting stuff there. And what started the annual Bowl for Ronnie charity bowling event Uh, every year, the fifth annual Bowl for Ronnie is happening tomorrow night, November 7th at the Pins Bowling Center in Los Angeles, California, with all kinds of celebrities and great rockers taking part. Last year's event raised $74,000 for the Dio Cancer Fund, and Wendy's open to top that this year. There's still a few tickets available, or you can support the cause by bidding on any of the very cool items in the silent auction. Just go to DioCancerFund.com. That's DioCancerFund.com. And remember, go to Pins Bowling Center in L.A. tomorrow night, November 7th, if you're in town, to... Uh, rock out and bowl and do all those crazy fun things at the uh, Bowl for Ronnie event. And Wendy's also talking about how she first met Ronnie James Dio, why he left Black Sabbath and started his own band, what she remembers about Ronnie's days at the Rainbow Bar and Grill, a very famous place. So we'll get to Wendy Dio coming up here. So um, I'm here with, with Wendy Dio, which is really cool because what's going on right now with the, the return of Ronnie James Dio, the return of Dio, the whole hologram thing. And it's just a, the whole concept of this, there's so much to talk about. Um it, it's really cool for me though, because I was there. I think it was the last public appearance that that Ronnie ever made, which was at the Golden Gods that I that I hosted it. Was that true? Was that his last yeah, appearance? That was his
1: last appearance, yes, it was. Yeah. Wow.
0: Like because yeah. I remember he was very frail. It was thin. three weeks, three weeks before he passed away. Was he was he feeling Good that day, or
1: yeah, I mean, he was. He was feeling really good, and I think it was really good for him because right. we get out and we, we always thought that we he was going to make it. We never, I mm-hmm. never envisioned that he was going to pass.
0: Is it, um not going to say strange, but is it gratifying to you that Deal's D- D- one of those guys that everybody loves, and in this business you know 40 years between. of doing that, it's yeah, pretty exactly. hard when mm-hmm. no one ever really talks yeah. bad about 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 Ronnie James Deal and everybody's i've got I've got a great story that I'll tell you about too everyone's got positive very great memories and thoughts about him
1: he was a very special person i think cuz he really cared about people mm-hmm. he cared about his fans he cared about more than anything i mean i think fans are number 1 I think the animals number 2 and I think I was number
0: 3. <laughs> <laughs> the animals were number 2 so what you said.
1: Number number 2 was animals.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz I we played a show with Motorhead at the uh-huh. turn, and Dio was there and afterwards he was uh, uh signing for everybody that was at the gate of the Wiltern mm-hmm. the back area mm-hmm. and it wasn't even his gig but I was like do you do that every night and he said uh he said always give people their moment. Yeah. He said, yeah, yeah. "You will. You might not remember it, but they'll never forget it."
1: Exactly, it's very true. Very what a great,
0: true. well, bit he of always advice. used to
1: say. I mean, he came from humble uh, beginnings. I mean, a very working class family up in upstate New York, mm-hmm. and uh, he just felt that the fans have made him where he was. Right. And so he never forgot that, and he always said, "You know, he learned what to do and what not to do in in Rainbow."
0: Oh, yeah, Rainbow and all those years. How did you meet Ronnie?
1: I met Ronnie because I knew the Deep Purple guys. Mm -hmm. I knew Richie quite well. I knew his wife very well. And um, they were in the Rainbow, and they invited me to go to a party. And they had just formed Rainbow, uh, just recorded the first album, uh, but had not toured yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went up to the house, and I met Ronnie there. And uh, I thought he was a bit too short for me.
0: Oh. <laughs> That's what Johnny Iommi thought when he first met him. He's too short to be in the band. He followed
1: me around and followed me around and kept calling me and everything. And, and then he said, quit your job and come on the road with me. And I was like, no, I can't do that. I'll come for a couple of days. And I never went back.
0: <laughs> that was forty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah that's probably yeah. The 1975.
1: I think that was. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. So throughout the whole career, were were, were you managing him?
1: No. Uh, when I'm obviously when I met him, uh, Rainbow had a manager, and when Ronnie got fired from Rainbow because. Uh, he wouldn't write more commercial songs, mm. and they wanted to go more commercially, which mm. they did, and that's fine, but Ronnie didn't want to. R-
0: really? I didn't know that. So Richie wanted to do kind of the Stone Cold Well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So
1: Ronnie wasn't into that. He said, I don't write love songs. Uh, yeah. And so he got fired, and we, I said, we are going to go back to California. So I knew quite a lot of people there. And uh, we went back to California, and he started um, working with um, Skunk Baxter, and then he had another band. He was working with some other people.
0: Oh, he was he was working with Jeff
1: Baxter? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. They had a yeah. band or were they just Well, they put- were starting to write and write to no stuff shit. and I do some stuff. And then he was working with another band. Uh, and then uh, the Sabbath thing came along. Mm-hmm. And uh, he joined Sabbath and they had a manager. So I didn't actually start managing Ron until he had his own band.
0: Was, was was it Don Arden that was managing Sabbath?
1: Uh, Don Arden was managing Sabbath when Ronnie came into yeah. the situation. But Don wanted Ronnie to, um, it was going to be their 10th anniversary, and he wanted Ronnie to uh, write the music and uh, record, but he wanted Ozzy to perform. Oh. And Ronnie goes, no, one or the other. Uh-huh. And so uh, he left, and then Tony decided that he wanted to
0: work with Ronnie. Uh, so in, the, in the in five minutes we've been talking, you've already blown my mind as a guy who knows quite a bit about Dio and the history of, of so I did not know that. So he wanted Arden wanted Ronnie to write the material, but Ozzy to sing it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So uh,
1: Ryan records the album and for them to do their tenth anniversary tour, hmm. but um, Ronnie said no, and so Don Don excused himself, and we had Sandy Palmer came in just
0: to manage the band. So, But when he left Sabbath and when they just started Dio, like Holy Diver era, that's when you took over as yeah, manager? Yeah, well, that's
1: when he said, I need you to manage me. I said, like, oh, no, I can't do
0: that. <laughs> and
1: so I said, well, let me try out on a band. So we got Rough Cut and we put them together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see Paul always oh, in Vegas. He's always singing right. out there now, the yeah, rock vault yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so Rough Cut was kind of the trial, yeah, trial well, run it for was you?
1: Kind of, yeah, we always and then... And, uh, Jake Williams, it was Jakey e. Lee. Now he mm-hmm. was in the original band, mm-hmm. and I actually took him to the audition for for um, for, uh, uh, for Aussie.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, and they got Aussie. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was it like though back in those days? You're talking about '82, I think, when Holy Diver first started. 81, 81. Uh, well, yeah,
1: '81, '82.
0: Yeah. How mm-hmm. was that like? I guess A being a manager, a female manager, but B, like. Just, I just think of of how would you put together a tour and keep a tour going when you don't have a cell phone and a computer Mm -hmm. and you're basically just stuck to the hotel phone with the little... And
1: you're a female in a man's world where the men were all trying to take... Run away and say, you know, uh, well, you don't know what you're doing and stuff. And um, you know, I I had a a, a music history. Uh, I worked for uh, Decca Records, mm-hmm. um, and I worked for uh, booking agencies in England. I worked for attorneys with reading contracts, so I did have a, a You had some experience. Yeah, I but, doubt anyway. he
0: would have asked you if you didn't.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? and exactly. And so, um, it was very, it was very, very hard in those days. And also with going out with uh, with Dio. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. I had signed Ronnie on a solo deal, so it wasn't a very big amount of money. And we mortgaged our house, actually, to, to go out on the first tour. Really? Because I wanted it to be, you know, as good as what he had been with Sabbath and stuff. Mm. Um, and then the record company kind of jumped on after. It, they, we started to get success with the, with the album. Yeah. So um, it was... Uh, it was uh, it, it was quite an experience, actually. There were so many men, managers that would come to me and try to take Ronnie. And, hmm. and I had a little uh, a funny story with, with Bill Graham, actually. Um, Famous promoter. Yeah. Um, great, man, great man, actually. Yeah. Great man. But um, well, they were playing up there. And, uh,
0: it's like the Fillmore or whatever in San Francisco. Yeah, it was or- up
1: in San Francisco. And um nothing it was Day on the Green, actually. Okay. And... Uh, so at the end of the show, and you went to settle, it had, um, I think, 16 chairs, broken chairs, that he was charging us for. And I said, well, where are the chairs? He said, well, I don't know where they are. I said, well, I'm buying them. I'd like the chairs. So it was like 1200 It was something silly, like $1,200 or something. <laughs> he pers- and I, so he said, well, no ever asked me for that. You know what? I said, well, I want the chairs. If I got to pay $1,200, I want the chairs. And then we were arguing back and forth about the $1,200. And I said, you know what, Bill? I think you need the money more than I do. So I spend that on lunch. Why don't you just keep the $1,200? And he was like, oh, no, 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 here's it." So in the end, he gave me the $1,200 and about... A few years later, I
0: saw him and he said, you know, Wendy, you you, you use reverse psychology on me. <laughs> but you have to be wily and and, and, and very smart and very quick to, to deal with all those sort of things. Oh, a lot of things. A lot of things. They don't go on. They still go
1: on to the road. I just was in Kansas City <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorting
1: some situation out with yeah. this story. You know, it's, it's, um, it's one of the things you do.
0: Well, I mean, because I grew up in Winnipeg in, in Canada and like mid 80s. Everybody was just, it was so heavy metal crazy, but yep. everybody loved Dio. Yeah. It, it just almost like, not knowing the history of, of Sabbath, because I was only maybe 11 when mm-hmm. Holy Diver came out, but just this Dio guy is everywhere. Dio was huge from about 82 to 85, legit arena,
1: mm-hmm. yep.
0: selling out yep. a big crowd yep. band yep. Mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. quickly, like yep. right off the first album yep. pretty much, well, right? it's
1: been dead. It'll be, uh it was nine years, it'll be 10 years next year. I still have two and a half million people on the Facebook. Jeez, because he he loved his fans. He loved people. Yeah, he was interested when he's and he had an incredible memory, like an elephant. Really, really. I mean, he would ask you, he would meet you, uh, talk about you. What's your name? What's your kids' names? And two years later, he'd meet you and he'd say, "Oh, how so and so doing?" Oh, and he'd wow. remember. I don't know how he did that, but he <sighs> did remember that. And he took he really took time to think about what that person was saying. And not what he was going to say next, mm. but what they really were going to mm. say and what they really were interested in. and You know, he he just loved people.
0: I remember too, uh, like, look you in the eye. Yeah, absolutely. Which might not seem like much, but it really is. like yeah. seemed like you actually legit interested yeah. in yeah. what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember know? a kid came uh, on a stretcher from uh, Make, uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation and Ronnie just looked at him like he was just normal and shook his hand and said, mm. I want next. I want to see you on you. Here's this guitar. I want to see you playing this. His mother wrote to us like a year later and said he's up playing the guitar, and we were actually invited to his wedding.
0: Oh, that's cool. So it was like
1: you know because he just he didn't look at people that they had something wrong with them. Mm. We didn't look at that, and he always said you know uh, you have to follow your dreams. You can do what you want if you follow your dreams. Mm. Like someone said, what what something about what music don't you like or something? And Ronnie said, all music is good. There's no bad music because someone created it. Mm. Yeah, so, you know he, he was a very
0: special person. Someone put their heart they and they soul into it. The... Oh yeah, yeah. What about um uh? And like I said, this is the, the chance for me to actually talk almost to, to deal. But when you're talking about his 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 gimmick at the time with the swords and the oh, dragons, and dragons and, oh yeah. Well, did you guys put this whole concept and the stage show together? Did yeah. he come to you and say, "Here's what I got in mind"? Gotta no, we did it together.
1: We did it together with uh, with another uh, our lighting director, Paul Dexter. Uh, we well, we did first of all uh, the Holy Diver tour, and then we did the Lost in Line tour, which had a big pyramid and was a big Egyptian, Egyptian set, theme, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. And then our uh, Sacred Heart was really over the top, and that's where we really we tried to make a hologram. Then everyone really? who saw that uh, that show. We, we had this crystal ball hanging in the air with Ronnie's head in there and talking to the crowd and uh, we did it with rear projection but we actually tried
0: to do a hologram. Mm. And that's back do, in 1985.
1: That was 86,
0: yeah. 86, yeah. And, uh
1: And we used that, we do use that at the beginning of this show. Oh, this the same show. idea? Yeah. We, well, not the same idea but it, we used that part just without the crystal ball of <laughs> Ronnie talking to the audience.
0: But you had like a, Sacred Heart of the Spider was there. Oh, no,
1: the, no, the spider was in, uh, that was in Angry Machines, I think.
0: Okay, so was it yeah. the drive- Dragon then, we had a dragon,
1: oh, we had 18 foot fire breathing dragon in uh, Sacred Heart. We had two knights that had laser swords and fought each other. We had a working drawbridge. Uh, we had, what else did we have? We had a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of stuff. Oh, Ronnie had the laser sword to kill the dragon with him.
0: <laughs> <You did laughs> when those- the dragon came
1: up at the encore and winked to everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
0: In the last in line, he had the whip that would you hit the whip and a, a, oh, ex- yeah, a, yeah, explosion would go off. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, and he never, you, you guys never came to Winnipeg. It was the two, like, I never got to see Dio in Winnipeg, but I, the video came out, the VHS of last in line, mm-hmm. and there's, there was a lot of lasers, like, yeah. the Dio logo was in yeah. lasers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even at that point, that was forward thinking,
1: yeah, forward thinking technology, yeah, absolutely. Technology's come such a long way. I mean, with a hologram, you can have fire yeah. without. You know, I mean, we used to carry 17 trucks with Sacred Heart. You can carry one truck with with hologram, right, uh, right, right, right. And you don't need a pyrotechnic and you don't need a fire marshal mm. to um, <laughs> give you a, a test every to day. Don't worry about all that, So, yeah. and you have all the fire, it's there, but it's not real.
0: So, and, and when you were talking about, you know, the, the peak of Dio and then, of course, all the other... He, Dio is never not popular like there was different levels there's
1: different if, levels especially in the 90s when grunge came in yeah that was a really bad time for heavy metal people because grunge came in and it was a new thing but those those fans are always very very, loyal, very yeah, and loyal
0: these records at that time like i was listening to strange highways the other day it's actually one of my favorite deal records it's super heavy like mm-hmm. it, it's not grunge nor should it be but it's not like he just sat down and died he just approached it a little differently right right so Always gigging and touring is my point, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So when he passes away, like you mentioned, nine years ago, and you've done a lot of things to keep his memory alive, Mm -hmm. Ride for Mm -hmm. Ronnie, which we'll talk about later. And then there's a bowling. Celebrity bowling. Celebrity bowling. Uh, And once again, because Ronnie has such a great reputation, is so critically and personally acclaimed, when did you start coming up with the idea to do the hologram
1: the hologram, uh, I didn't come up with the idea. Mm. Jeff P- P- Pizzuti, who owns Eye Illusion, came to me in 215 uh, with the idea of doing a hologram. And I was not impressed. Um, with what? With doing a hologram. Okay, I didn't the want, idea at all? No, 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 the idea was not what I wanted to do. But then he called me and he came again and he had drawings and different things and he said, well, Let's, let's just try it, you know. Let's just see what happens. And the only one that had been out then was Tupac. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. more well, we talked about it, and I talked with the band about it, Ronnie's band that he played with the last 17 years. Yeah. And um, they said, well, let's try it. Let's see what happens. So we did. We uh, created the first the first Version? edition or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that took over a year to do it. So in 2016, we showcased it at uh, Wacken, festival in Germany to 75,000
0: people. And now I've played Wacken before actually just even last yeah. year. When when you're saying 75,000 people, this is the, the legit the, the 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 field is huge. Oh, I'm unbelievable. So and these are true Heavy metal Absolutely. German. Yep, so yep. to debut it there was a true litmus test, I'm sure, because people will tell you if they think it's shit oh, or if yeah. they think Absolutely. it's great or whatever. Absolutely. So was it high up on the show? No.
1: We nobody knew about it. We wanted to do it as a secret. Really? We did it at the end, right at the end. That's why I said it was seventy five thousand, because normally there's a hundred thousand people there and twenty five thousand have gone home.
0: <laughs> yeah. so, uh but there was still seventy five thousand. So you come it at the end, there. like after the headliner's done.
1: Everything. Yep. Just and we did it. I think morning. it was two o'clock in the morning.
0: And you say, "Hey, people! There's one last surprise for you." I no, just
1: came out and did it, and was like, "Whoa!" That to me, working with it had not because they make a head first of all. They make a head, and then they digitize it, and then it's done like almost like um like a cartoon, like frame by frame by frame by mm. frame. So that didn't affect me at all. But when I saw him the first time up on stage there with the band. I just folded completely, mm. and the record company people that were with me too, everybody was in tears. What was the reaction from the audience? Uh, they were like blown away, really? completely yeah. blown away. Um, and then we went to Europe and did a few dates to see if if the fans wanted it, and there was there was a market for it. Mm. But I wasn't happy with the, with the hologram, so I said mm, I don't want to go out again with this hologram. I'm not happy. Um, I, I don't like the way Ronnie looks. His eyebrows aren't right. His mm-hmm. hair's not right. So uh, they said, make some adjustments. They made some adjustments. I'm not, not happy. So we scrapped it completely and completely did a completely new hologram. Now, technology in two years had come a long way. Mm-hmm. So we could do a lot more things, which we did. Um, and uh, I still worked a long time on his hair. That
0: was the hardest Interesting. part. Interesting. No, no, explain that a bit. What, why well,
1: it's just hard to get the. Hair to move uh, and flow
0: because he had kind of the big frizzy, yeah, long, yeah, curly yeah, afro yeah, sort yep. and, of thing, and I
1: didn't want. And his hair looks different in different phases of his life, mm-hmm. Um and uh, I didn't. I didn't want it to be uh, the 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 first one they did of the hologram was more towards what he looked like at the end of his life, mm-hmm. and I didn't want that. Mm. I didn't want him to look like the '80s, but I want him to look more like. Two thousand, two thousand four—that kind of era. I
0: thought so, Almost and also like, that, like the Heaven and Hell reunion. Yeah, era, that, that kind that time of look. Frame, right? yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, and especially to go together with the band as mm. well. Can't have someone looking like eighties, you know. <laughs> when, it's,
0: when it's yeah, when it's the Craig Goldie version, yeah. and he's yeah. looking like he's yeah. two thousand nineteen exactly. Right? Yeah.
1: So um, we worked on it and worked on it and worked on it, uh, and I'm very happy with it now. Very happy. I'm very happy. with The whole show is amazing. It's uh, it has to be experienced. I mean, mm. I know there's a lot of naysayers out there. And that's fine. I, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But I think they should see it first before what's, they criticize well, it. Well, that's always
0: the case. People judge before they even experience it. Right. But, but why are there naysayers? What's the, what's well, the biggest Well, they just complaint? think I'm
1: dragging him up out, out of his grave and all these different things they say. And if they see the show, they'll see it's done certainly not done for money because we've spent over two million dollars yeah. on creating it
0: that's what ripper said it's not a cash grab it's oh, a cash, God. It's a dump. cash- <laughs> <laughs> the money pit right? i don't
1: think we get exactly the mm. money pit. and even the show i mean the show is great it's um it's an experience it's it's ronnie he's not there all the time mm-hmm. he comes in and goes out uh we've got you know the band craig goldie simon Wright. Uh, Scott Warren, who was with Ronnie for mm-hmm. seventeen years, and uh, we've got uh, Bjorn Engle that's been with us for seven years, and then we have the guest singers, which is Tony. Uh, sorry, Tony, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which Oni. is uh, Oni Logan, yeah. who was with Lynch Mob, and uh, Tim Ripper Owens oh, from Judas Priest. Yeah,
0: the they blend their me.
1: voices blend so beautifully together, and I wanted people. I had to have two singers, not one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, to replace Ronnie's voice? No, or not to nobody replace, could but...
1: replace Ronnie. It's just to, to augment, to go along with the hologram.
0: So, and why? And why is that? Like, why don't you have the hologram go all the way through? That's boring. Okay, gotcha.
1: I, it has to be a show. It has right. to be have ups and downs mm-hmm. and everything, you know. Um, and then um, I wanted singers that didn't sound like Ronnie and didn't want to sound like Ronnie. Mm-hmm. So you've got like. Ripper, who's like, you know, the working class guy that's got, you know, he's one of the most powerful live singers. It was Ronnie's protege. Ronnie said, this guy can do anything I can do. Wow. He just needs some training, and and you know, he was a very good friend of Ronnie's, mm. absolutely. And then Oni's like the hippie kind of guy who's got more softer, mellower voice, so he does more of the uh, Catch the Rainbow songs, mm. or he'll do the beginning of, of Don't talk, You Know Don't of talk Different to Strangers, yeah, now. stuff like that. So, uh, and then they do vo- they sing together, which is great. They do uh, Gates of Babylon, they do um, Stargazer, and they do Invisible. They do songs That's together. A great
0: catalog. You and know. then
1: uh yeah and then they sing at the end together with Ronnie the oh. three of them sing together what which song? is uh they do they do uh We Rock, we rock yeah. and Neon <laughs> Knights
0: Oh that's so cool Yeah
1: yeah so it's it's really cool and then we have all this stuff going on I mean, there's, there's like... so much
0: video, video stuff right. going
1: on, unbelievable. I mean, it will take you on a trip where, almost like going and on the Simpsons ride, mm-hmm. where you go through tunnels and <laughs> yeah. all this stuff. There's so much, so much going on, and after the show, uh, I've the ones I've been to, I've stood and asked the fans what they thought, what's the criticism, and they all loved it. Everybody mm-hmm. loved it. They said. You know, it, it's for the people, it's done with love and there's so much love in the theatre from the band to the audience and they they react together very, very mm-hmm. strongly. And um, it, it's just an experience and, and the, you know, it's for people who never got the chance to see Ronnie or it's the people that would like to see him back again. up again. And I think this is the first time ever that kids listen to their parents' music. <laughs> and so we find a lot of parents bringing their kids.
0: Mm-hmm. So. It's so funny. I, I mentioned that I was going to come see the show in Tampa. Yeah, and my son St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, yeah, yeah. St. Petersburg, yeah. the Palladium or whatever it was. And my son's fifteen, and oh. he listens to Dio all the time. Mm-hmm. Dio, like mm-hmm. the Holy Diver, Last yep, in yep, Line, yep. Sacred Heart, those records. And one, it's like, like, Where, where are you finding Dio? And it's because he listened to this song on YouTube, which led him to this song, which led mm-hmm. him to Dio, and then right. this guy's pretty cool. I like the music, mm-hmm. whatever. So we were going to go together to the show, and that mm. was the show where you couldn't fit the production. Couldn't in. fit the
1: production. Well, it wasn't couldn't fit it actually. It was a hundred year old building in Saint oh. Petersburg, and the guy was worried when he saw how much weight we were carrying mm. that the the stage was going to collapse, and and he he said uh, he just didn't want
0: to take the risk of... Didn't um, he know that beforehand when you well, were advancing you know, the show? Well, you know,
1: we advance the shows, but a lot yeah. of times people don't really pay attention. People
0: don't understand that about rock and roll because, yeah. like I said, with like I was talking to our tour manager about this. I said, wouldn't you have advanced this? He goes, yeah, but sometimes, like you said, they're not paying attention. They just, uh, you know, rubber stamp it, right, whatever. Right, it's a stage, right, who cares? Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, not realizing the that, extent.
1: The weight What is what the issue right. was there. Uh, we, we have a hard time actually finding places to play because can't play clubs because it needs to be 25 foot high, mm. 40 foot wide to fit the the, it, the production in, uh, not big enough to, to go into arenas mm-hmm. at the moment. So we have to find theatres that are able to, and right. a lot of those theatres are old. And the one in St. Petersburg was over 100 years old and they were like, well, they were really scared that it's going to be a safety issue mm-hmm. and somebody might get hurt.
0: You said a couple of things, one that you said, when people are the southern naysayers that you're dragging them out of the grave. I don't see it as that at all. No. I didn't see it with the two-pack thing either. No. Because also, too, we know the technology is going to advance, like you mentioned, in two years. Absolutely. In two years in two years. In, I have no doubt in my mind, it might just be a Vegas attraction or something, but there, mm. there will be Beatles... We've already seen the Michael Jackson. I was at Cirque du Soleil in Vegas. Mm -hmm. They use a Michael hologram, which is amazing. You know, uh, ACDC with Bon Scott, Frank Sinatra, I mean, Mm -hmm. Queen with Freddie, you name it. Uh, I think that you right now, 10 years, 15 years from now, are going to trace this back to Dio was one of the first to do this.
1: It's funny because the promoter in Orlando, he had said before that he wasn't really a fan of, of the hologram. And when he saw that the show and everything, he said to me afterwards, he said, You know, Wendy, I've just witnessed history in the making. He goes, mm. This is gonna be the way. And it's true because all the innovators are either getting old and getting right. to retirement age or or they're um they're just, you know, passing away, well, which is you, unfortunate.
0: You can't replace it. There's no replacing no, deal, but no. to see it, no, it's, it's it's a it's, taste of what it was it's like. It's
1: not it's not a replacement at all. obviously we're not saying it's, it's a be right. It's an experience, and it's done with love, and we just want to keep his music and his memory alive, mm-hmm. and that's
0: what it's done for. Let me ask you how do you put together this as far as like the synchronicity of it? Like, is, is the hologram constructed from scratch? Is the hologram taken from a live performance? No, no it's okay. constructed okay. from
1: scratch, and it, as I said, it's done almost like uh, a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's with a different, you got to do, you know, they do the molding of the head, they do the thing, then you got to get. Every little hair has to be penciled in and done. Mm. I mean, it's a huge, expensive
0: process. A yeah. lot of
1: it's done like, we used a lot of the people from that did Avatar as well. Those kind of, that kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh... How do you sync it with the vocal though, I guess is what I'm Oh, asking. that's
1: hot. That's well, we have to isolate the vocal track. And that's taken from different, different live
0: shows. It's not one show. Are these ones that you had... Yep. in the warehouse sort yep. of thing. Yeah, I had yeah,
1: mm. L- taken from live shows, uh, and then the, uh, Simon Wright, the drummer, has to wear a click. He, he's has to work with the click track. So the click track goes along with the vocal, and then the band plays mm. to to that. So yeah, uh, wow. yeah, the band's live and they're playing live with that, and they can't see Ronnie.
0: So it's really no. It that's can't. that's. Very interesting. Yeah, as a player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they can they can hear him, but they can't see him. Right. Because I, I saw that, you know, once once the show got canceled in St. Pete, I went and watched a bunch of it, and they stand on the side with Ronnie right. in the middle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I can see that because if they're staying at the same you know kind of horizontal level, mm-hmm. you're not going to see the projection. Right. Just they can't. Hear it.
1: They, you, they can hear it, but they can't see it. You can see from the front. You yeah. have to be from the front. And actually, Bjorn, the bass player, is very brave. He goes. And stands beside Ronnie, but it's complicated because there's a lot of cables and a lot of things. And he's like, <laughs> he's the only brave one that does it. We're trying to get Craig to do it, but Craig, uh, it was, Craig's got wire, so he's mm. not got a wireless. So mm. he's. Uh, but uh, actually, Ripper and Oni went, and they've started doing this when we do the encore. Now they 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 sing oh, together with encore? him. Yeah,
0: is the the hologram uh, created by? 3D projectors, is it above, is it below? Is it on the it's, side? it's
1: a screen that comes down. Oh, it's a screen. It comes like this.
0: Gotcha. And so it's on, a, it's on a, an angle. Yeah, uh, yeah. A and then
1: he's uh, he's projected onto that. Hmm. Um, and he, co- he comes in like in a ball of fire and he goes away in, in one. Hmm. It's, it's very interesting in way, and you don't know when he's going to come. He comes in and out.
0: And you mentioned when you first saw this, I mean, how is it seeing your husband that's been gone for nine years, there he's Um, real but he's not real
1: because I've been so involved with it it doesn't affect me Mm -hmm. Uh, the photos affect me more we have a lot of old photos that go up on the screen as well and I remember the times that we took those and some of those photos I took myself Mm -hmm. Uh, one of them is uh, he's you can't see the swing, but he's actually sitting on a swing in that backyard, and I remember the day that I took those photos. So mm. that really kind of upsets me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing him on stage, no, because I'm, sometimes I, I, I forget that he's not there, and I forget, and I think, oh, I'll go back and see him. and It's <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, wait.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, even just the, 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 the wardrobe that you've chosen and just yeah, yeah. all of that stuff, yeah. you know, I can see. It, it's, it's a really cool way to keep like you said, the memory alive, but also to expose to a whole new generation yeah, and of Yeah, and
1: I think it's a way of technology now because, mm. you know, uh, the Frank Zappa one just went out. Oh, wow. That one was done with the same I Illusion company. Uh, they went out and did a great show on that. That was, that, that was real mm. fun. Uh, um, they did that, and they were talking to a lot of other people, and I know that Roy Orbison did one. Yeah, that uh, one came
0: to Tampa a few yeah, years ago.
1: Uh, and... Um, I think they're doing Buddy Holly with the Roy Albertson now. They're just making that. I just saw the announcement. And then I saw one that they're going to do Whitney Houston. And then mm. I saw one that was going to do Amy Winehouse. So possibilities
0: are endless, right? Possibilities
1: are endless, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But you mentioned you had to put a lot of money into this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Would every person and every one of those personalities... Like, I guess I would wonder our people calling Whitney Houston's estate and going, We'll do this for you? Whereas you actually said, I want to do this. That's I want difference. to do this.
1: Yeah. And it's not just all my, it's, it's, I Illusion. Jeff put a lot of money into mm-hmm. it, a lot of money into it. I put money into it. Uh, Amit Zappa's put money into it. Uh, so, what's your, Todd pre- Singerman's
0: put money into it. Oh, Todd. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. Todd still work as kind of deal Dio, and deals? Co-manager cool sort of thing? No,
1: no, no. He's he he had Motorhead, we ha- I yeah. had Dio, but we worked together so long so many times and Ronnie and Lemmy were such good friends and, yeah. and Todd and I are such good friends. Yeah. So he Todd's a great
0: guy. Yeah, he there's is. There's a there's see look at the possibilities. Ronnie and, and Lemmy playing the have show be together, fun. right? You Wouldn't know that be fun? So Ronnie and Lemmy were buds? Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, actually when uh, when uh Lemmy passed away, uh we did we did the funeral for him and uh and uh, Todd posted something that somebody had sent up and it had a caption of Ronnie uh, greeting Lemmy and saying, be as, be as out this way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was Because when you're talking about like the 70s and 80s and all those guys back in the day, not all of them, but it was a very much of a party atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. Not so much the same now, but was was Ronnie super involved in that or was he just was just kind of... Uh,
1: Ronnie, uh, Well, we did a lot of tours, Ronnie did a lot of tours with Motorhead, with Scorpions, it was Judas Priest, as Rob Halford's great friend, you know, a mm. real good friend. Actually, he's playing uh in Riverside the uh, same day we were playing in uh, at the Wilton. okay. And uh we were going to play Vegas, uh was gonna be our last show. But then I saw that Judas Priest was playing and Paul McCartney and I said, Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I think we will end on the high <laughs> note at the Wilton <laughs>
0: Yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah. What's your overall
1: plan for, for this then? I, I'm hoping to do a, another tour, maybe in the fall. that will go up the West Coast and across Canada and actually do a New York City date because we did New Jersey and we did Long Island, but we didn't do an actual city date. Mm-hmm. And then probably Europe. But um,
0: those Is it something that you think could have legs or is it you see it once and then you've seen it or could you update the oh, hologram? Oh, we can update it. I,
1: I plan on updating it. Technology's coming such a long way. I'd love to have like tigers and dragons walking out in the audience. I mean, <laughs> there's so many things yeah, yeah. that I'd love to do. I saw a, a photo of Ronnie um, uh, just a few days ago and it was um, him holding a big crystal ball I thought, well, we should do that and put Ronnie inside the crystal ball. <laughs> it's like you know, there's so many things you can do with with this, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of fire, of course, in it, and we have stuff going on all the time. There's so much stuff you can do, and, and it, it's 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 amazing. It's it's mind blowing, actually.
0: Have you heard from any of of Ronnie's peers at all with opinions about it or or congratulations?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, people that have seen it have Mm. loved it. Uh, We had uh, one guy, I guess, on Facebook that got in a fight with Craig Goldie and said, this is disgusting, this is awful, this, what? And and Craig goes, why don't you come to the show? And he went to the show in Atlanta. And he was like... "Uh, blew his mind, and he wrote a whole thing and said how fantastic it was and completely changed his mind, and he saw that it was done with love and, and respect and, and a whole tribute to Ronnie.
0: I always love that when people are like, yeah, your band sucks. It's like, have you ever heard any songs? I don't have to listen. I don't have to listen to any of your songs. Just listen to one. Yeah, Just yeah. try one and see. It's like, right. actually this is actually pretty good. It's yeah, like, just, Exactly.
1: If exactly. you don't like
0: it because... You actually have experienced it. I'm cool with it. That's fine. Yeah, me too. If you don't like it because you don't like the concept of it, well, then you're in the yeah, wrong. You're missing you gotta out. You've got to
1: see it before you, oh, yeah. you, listen to it, you know, before you judge. Right, right, or right. you judge something that you you don't know what it is.
0: Sure. Because this is kind of the next step now because you did you, the band you're talking about that's playing was the, was going out touring as the Dio Disciples. Yeah. Which was kind of another way to keep Ronnie's right. music alive. But so they're gone now. So they're going. Yeah,
1: this is Dio, this is a Dio T-O. band now, <laughs> and actually, I'm I'm recording. I'm uh, I am recording it because it's, um, it's live tracks of Ronnie. Ronnie's that he they've never been heard before. Uh, him live, it's playing with his his band on those tracks. Bjorn was not on any of those tracks mm-hmm. before. Um and then you've got Oni and uh Ripper on mm-hmm. it. So I am actually recording it and I am going to put it out.
0: It's so, like a uh, I think, the like Blu-ray DVD. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, no. I don't want to rec- I don't I uh, just
0: audio. Just audio.
1: I don't think I mean, I don't want to video it because I think that You have to experience it. And I think if you video it, people might just buy the video and go, I don't need to go see the show. I'll just buy the video. But it's a totally different experience to watch it
0: live. Uh, Yeah, you're you're right. Because like I said, watching the video and the spectacle of it was amazing. But I would love to be there. Be there and feel the vibe. Feel the vibe. Because it is like, it's really... Like it it, 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 you know, it remind me of like when you watch a movie like The Polar Express or something. Mm-hmm. It's one of those very intensely animated, but mm-hmm. it's almost like Tom Hanks. It's the real Tom Hanks, but it's not right. It's like that. Like it's like it's that, so deal, and then one yeah. little motion where you realize, right. okay, it's the hologram. Oh, but right. That's. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I don't want to see an actual Dio because then it's a zombie Dio. Right. It's the hologram. Dio, it's a hologram. You know?
1: But also you must know this yourself that when you've got a great show going on, mm-hmm. that atmosphere and how you feel the audience right. and how they become one, you, the performer and the audience. And it's just such a high mm-hmm. by, by the warmth in the theater. And, and that's something you can't, see on a video. Mm-hmm. you ha- I mean, you it's know great, that yourself. Yep. When you've got a great show and the audience is there and it's like, wow, this is just amazing.
0: It's electricity.
1: It is, yeah.
0: You've done a great job, like you mentioned, of, of keeping Ronnie's memory alive even before the hologram. Let's talk about some of the other things mm-hmm, that you've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I always hear about the ride for Ronnie. Yeah. Eddie Trunk's out here every year for it. Kind right. of explain the concept behind that okay, and so, what you do with it.
1: Yeah, how that started was uh, when Ronnie passed away, um, he passed
0: away from prostate cancer, stomach cancer. No, stomach cancer. Stomach, stomach cancer. cancer,
1: and um, everybody was like wanting to give money to a charity or something, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm a kind of, I kind of get upset about some charities because they have such high administration costs. So I said, okay, so I got together with fourteen of Ronnie's very close friends, and uh, we formed a Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund. And uh, we did the memorial the, uh, the first year. We did the memorial and we had bands playing and everything. And then I found out that people were coming from Sweden and all over to take part. And I thought, well, maybe we should do some things to um, occupy them while they're here. Mm-hmm. So we decided we'd do bowling on the Friday and we'd do the, the ride on the Sunday. And we did. It was a lot of work. I'd never do the three again together. But, <laughs> but it went off so well that we decided, well, why don't we just continue with the Ride for Ronnie and the Celebrity Bowling? Mm. So now we uh, we do the, uh, the Ride for Ronnie close to Ronnie's memorial, but close to his passing. And that is Holly uh, Davidson sponsors us. And we ride from Holly uh, Davidson in Glendale, to Los Encinas, Los Encinas Park, which is a historic park in Encino, and we have bands playing, and we have oh, well, the, there's lots of vendors there selling stuff. We had food trucks, we have alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, we have we have a lot of fun. It's a family day uh, with a lot of fun, and we raise money for for the charity. And uh, the motorcycles—we have about 350 motorcycles coming, and, we have, and it's amazing. We have the police escort on our, on either side mm-hmm. going down. It's really fun. That's cool. And then we in, in October and November we do the. Um, we do the celebrity bowling, and we've been very honored to have Jack Black uh, bowl mm-hmm. for us, Tom Morello, Dave, Doug Aldridge, you name it. And they all come out and it's great. It's always sold out, which mm-hmm. is great. So, and we make, you know, we raise the money for a good cause, have fun night, but it raises money and also awareness for early detection saves lives.
0: So let's talk about that, because I remember you might've said something, I think actually Dio was even talking about it after he was diagnosed to say, go get checked. Checked, and get yeah. This. So what exactly, uh, how do you, like, what, I, I, I'm i sorry, but stomach cancer eats away your stomach? What exactly no. is it?
1: No, okay, so what we support for um, uh, for research is uh, gastric cancers, which is stomach cancer, uh, pancreatic cancer, and colon cancer. Mm. And mostly men's, uh, not always men, but mostly men's di- diseases, uh, they're very hard to detect until it's too late. Mm. Uh, a lot of men don't like to go get checked. Women are pretty good. Men don't like the way they're, being checked they don't mm-hmm. like the finger up the button yeah, right. <laughs> um we are working now with our dr wong at ucla and he's developing a saliva test that mm. would give you very early detection so if when it when we when it's on the market well, you could go to your, your local gp for a checkup and they swab it send it away and can tell you at very early stages if you are suffering from one of those diseases Mm. therefore if you get it early it can be cured Mm. but once it's stage four which was with ronnie stomach cancer you is like indigestion again i took ronnie seven years before he passed away to a specialist because he was having indigestion problems Mm. and they gave him a heart test and all that and said oh it's just a gas bubble had I known what I know now, I knew nothing about cancer, then I would have said, go and get colostomy. You get get an ultra tech, a sound, get blood work, anything. You know. In the end, Ronnie just went to his local GP, who's now on my board, Dr. Sandy, Sandy Kapoor, and he gave him a blood test and he said, something wrong here. And he said, let's get the, the, all the tests done. Hmm.
0: And by that time, it was stage four. It was four. already stage four. It was too late. Wow. Uh, how long was that diagnosis until he... until he, Seven years. Oh, he had stomach cancer for seven years? We didn't know. Oh, okay, but when, when he got diagnosed... Oh, from... how long...
1: Well, he got diagnosed with it on the 13th of November 2009, and he mm-hmm. passed away on the 16th of May, so May. 2010.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. Wow, so that's unbelievable to think that he was living with this for seven years. Yeah.
1: He just had this, uh, he was eating roll and Tums, like mm-hmm. go, going out of style, and he had these stomach cramps and things like that, but, you know.
0: So it, for anybody that's listening, if you're having cramps or constant indigestion. Well, not even
1: that, just get early detection. Yeah. You can get tests, very easy. And if you're over 50, you should be having a colonoscopy anyway once a year.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... You mentioned Jack Black, and it was really cool to kind of see, I guess I'm a big Tenacious D fan, and I went to Pick of Destiny He didn't really know what was going on right at the very beginning, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he'd already done the song called Dio, but it's like Dio, save us, you know, right. and Dio's there on the poster. Right. It kind of gave uh, uh, him almost a little bit of a career resurgence to be linked with that, and Jack Black being such a Dio fanatic. Right, how, right. How did, how did Ronnie feel? How did that come about?
1: It came about because um, there was a song called uh, Pass the Torch, Mm-hmm. which they say was written about Ronnie and everybody was scared to play it to Ronnie and I played it to Ronnie He'd go, oh that's great, I love that, I want that guy in my video. <laughs> so <laughs> we asked Warner Brothers to track him down and um uh on, uh, which was Killing the Dragon I think, mm-hmm. uh there's a song called Push mm-hmm. and we did a video for that and Jack's a busker outside the, <laughs> a store with that and it changes all the lyrics around and everything else, <laughs> it was really fun. And then uh Jack and Ronnie became kind of friends, and then Jack invited Ronnie to be in his movie.
0: Mm-hmm. it's was- a great song. It's called Kickapoo, and it's got yeah, meat, uh, yeah. Ronnie and Meatloaf. Yeah,
1: and uh, I did a tribute record, mm-hmm. which everyone did, and, and uh, Jack and Tenacious D. Actually, we we got a last Grammy for Last in Line on that.
0: Oh, they won a Grammy for that. Yeah, the Grammy with the, for with that. The flute solo. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> There's a flute solo. What was the guy's name? He passed away. Was it Dean? Dean shaktow yeah oh that was terrible he yeah, worked he, for me yeah he had actually talked to us about doing something on that record and, yeah. then, he, and then he ended up oh it was away, it
1: was terrible that was really terrible oh he was only 49 gosh, years old yeah
0: it's and amazing it was
1: just horrible. he, he had a heart attack oh. and uh, passed away but that was really bad and well, i had my record label at the time mm-hmm. and he was running that for me um and then after he passed i i just forgot the label because it's too much
0: work on and the labels he was
1: the, he was doing that what so. is a
0: label nowadays yeah. anyway?
1: well I signed I signed now with BMG mm-hmm. and uh, they were releasing a lot of the stuff with bonus stuff that mm-hmm. so we're finding lots of stuff that never we know before and that's coming out and I think September that comes out on October mm-hmm. and then um Rhinos re releasing a lot of stuff on the Black Sabbath stuff so there's a lot of stuff coming out. We're always bonus material too.
0: So when they're doing the Sabbath stuff, if you're talking about like mob rules and, and heaven and hell or, or even like the heaven and hell record, I think I can't remember what it was called Bible Black was the song. Devil You Know, is it the call? Devil yeah, mm-hmm. You Know, Do Are you still working quite closely with, with, with Tony, and, and do they come to you and say, here's what we have, I, an idea for this? Well, Tony
1: or- lives in England, so what right. well, we work together with his manager, and Gloria Butler, who's geezer's manager, is a very good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, she lives down the same street, Terry mm-hmm. and, and Ronnie. In fact, I'm doing a documentary and uh, on Ronnie's life, and... Um, I just started doing that. Oh, wow. And the first interview was done with Giza.
0: Oh, wow. And that's
1: one, one of Ronnie, Ronnie and him were very, very tight, very I, close I, friends. I had
0: Tony on the show, and I get a real sense that, like, once again, they just loved, you know, might have had ups and downs over the years, but just loved working and being... One of event. the
1: things that I really am very happy about before Ronnie passed uh, was the fact that they got to work together again. And there were no drugs or anything or alcohol, things involved anymore. <laughs> and everybody was just great. And they were playing m- amazingly mm-hmm. together. And uh, they were all just really on a high and really just loving each other and planning to do a lot more stuff in the future.
0: Mm. What was the relationship with Ozzy and Dio? Was Because we always would hear stuff like... Argue, you know what I mean, like, you know, animosity, but is no, it true? It, it's, no, no,
1: no, no, no. I mean, no. It, they kind of ran in different circles. Mm-hmm. But um, before so they saw each other, they would say, hi, how are you doing? What's going on? I mean, they weren't close friends or anything, mm-hmm. but they was not... not.
0: Amazon appreciated either. the history yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course. I mean, Sabbath, like, I mean, it's like two different bands, two different eras, but we can't say one's better than the other. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Aussie... I was an, the innovator in in Black Sabbath and and was uh was probably one of the best frontmen ever mm-hmm. in that period and then Ronnie came in and he was just wrote different songs and it was a whole different whole different thing
0: it's one of the rare bands that that when singer one replaces singer two that they're both just as good
1: absolutely you know absolutely. what I mean like it's absolutely. like a Van Halen
0: or, or DC yeah, right Black Sabbath would be in there as well yeah exactly you know, to, exactly to think about yeah that. Yeah, Because it's funny because in both singers managed by their wives. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did, did well, you... it's
1: at the time when uh, I was managing the beginning, it was only Sharon and I. It was nobody else around that was a female. Now there's a lot of mm-hmm. lot more females. And I think females are good because it's kind of, you have to kind of, oh, God, they're like
0: your children. We have a, a, a pretty extensive VIP program with Fozzie and I always insist on having a female run it mm-hmm. because... Guys especially will listen to a lady more than they'll listen to a guy. If a lady, you know, a, a strong female mm-hmm. says, line starts here, single file. Right. right. Or some dude says it, they'll kind of straggle. If right. the lady says it. Yeah, they do it. They'll line up mm-hmm. in yeah, a single right, file right, pretty right, quickly. Just, right. you know what I mean? You have that, whatever instinct it is, <laughs> you're to listen, I'm yell at you. <laughs> 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 Did you ever the, talk with Sharon about that? No, it's interesting. No. I would thought I thought like what a great uh, yeah. you know on the view or something. That because yeah. you're the only two that yeah. kind of yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah.
1: But there's a lot more managers now. I mean, Susan Tate. Mm. Uh, uh, I think uh, there's a
0: there's, there's a there's a lot of yeah, women there's, managers there's now.
1: Yeah.
0: Talking back, just kind of as, as we start to wind down here, you're, you're ta- talking about kind of uh, those first few do tours. How would you put together a tour, we mentioned, when you don't have a cell phone, you don't have a computer, and how would you run the day-to-day?
1: Well, you have to, you have to play out a lot. It's, a lot of it's word of mouth, you know, and, and hopefully you can get on the radio stations, which help. And we had magazines then, had mm-hmm. a lot of magazines then. So which most have gone now. In Europe they still have the magazines. There's not much. They still have
0: some steam in Europe. Yeah.
1: But yeah. not here. Not here. And and I I miss those magazines. Mm-hmm. I, I really do miss those magazines. And uh, obviously you just had to play out more and get your following going. And uh, I did something in um in the early Dio days. Um I had uh, someone that worked for me go two weeks ahead of the tour. And visit the radio stations and invite the radio personnel down to, to the shows, go to the record stores, make sure the album was in the store, make sure giving them posters to put up and things like that. Those are things that I did.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so would, you, would your tour manager kind of like, I'm envisioning like a big, uh, like kind of a, a a binder with full Scott paper that you're taking notes and writing down the tour itineraries and... Yeah. F- Photocopying them and handing them out to the guys. Well, no, so we did didn't it.
1: photocopy. We did, we we had proper itineraries. Yeah, mm-hmm. we would make them. But I think I think the the difference now is definitely with the cell phone. It's so much easier. Especially mm-hmm. somebody gets left off the bus, which happens a lot, as I'm sure you you know.
0: <laughs> Oil spotted.
1: <laughs> now, now you just call them and they come back right away. You don't. Know, I got the call one time, two o'clock in the morning. One poor guy, he just started. He was a uh, drum tech. And uh, he had gotten to go out to go to the bathroom at a gas stop and didn't get back on the bus. <laughs> I got a call at 2 o'clock in the morning. He was in his underwear, left in the middle of nowhere, and I had to try and arrange for him to get caught back
0: up with the band. Always tell the bus driver... Oh, yeah, I'm well, headcount, headcount, yeah, yeah, very yeah. important headcount. Head headcount, but even still. I always tell the bus yeah. driver, I'm getting off, yeah. don't leave without yeah. me. Yeah. You know yeah. Right? yeah, 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 yeah. The thing about Dio's band, too, is it is a lot like Ozzy's band or, or like, like Mustaine's band where there's been so many cast of characters and every mm-hmm. musician that's in the band is so good. Who mm-hmm. was the biggest character uh, uh, that ever was in Dio's band? Just some of oh, Jimmy Bain.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Bob Bain as Ronnie called him.
0: Yeah, yep. We called him Jimmy Bob
1: Jimmy Bob Bain.
0: Jimmy Bob Bane. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Lots yep. of
0: uh, uh, rock and roll stories with him.
1: Oh yeah, he Jimmy. Everybody loved Jimmy.
0: Jimmy mm. was Jimmy was just Jimmy. Mm-hmm. What do you think uh, of the Last in Line project?
1: I think whoever's got the music out there and promoting Ronnie's music, it's great, more mm. than merrier. You know, I mean, uh, it's a tribute to Ronnie.
0: Yeah, it's cool. Like, like maybe and you probably know the inside story, I don't want to get into it, but I like the fact that that as a longtime fan, obviously those Vivian Campbell records are classic, the fact mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. whatever issue there was, at least mm-hmm. in his mind, he mm-hmm. resolved it enough to take this project out, like you said, and play some of those songs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, did they ever yeah. talk to you about doing the Last in Line thing? No. You don't talk? No. Okay, well, that's all right. Like you said, the music is still out there. And the oh, absolutely. Is there, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So um, I guess last few things you want to continue doing this hologram from the reaction that you're getting now, do you think it has legs? Is it going to oh, grow? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I think it just has to be, I think people m- more, what the people that come to see it love it. I'd like more bombs on seats, obviously, <laughs> but um, as we all do. But um, I think the more that it goes out and, and we are the innovators of it. I think we're the first people that have done it with a live band. Um, but I think the more it becomes a norm, uh, more people will come to see it.
0: I like what you said about about uh, you know why isn't Ronnie on the stage all the time cuz it's boring like if I went to a Buddy Holly Roy Orbison mm-hmm. Unless they have a live band playing as well, I don't know. But if it's just the two of them, they, it would get kind of a little bit stale. But right. having the live element, the, the energy. Well, we have the
1: live element and we have it chopping and changing. Like um, like O'Neal will do songs, uh, Ripper will do songs, they'll do songs together. There's stuff going on all the time. We've got so much things. You've got pictures of Ronnie mm-hmm. all going on all the time. You've got dragons coming down. Mm-hmm. You've got tigers. You've got all kinds of stuff going on the whole time. It's like you you ha- maybe have to go back again to see everything that you miss because you can't see it all at once you can't keep your eyes on the stage on Ronnie on on what's going on
0: I did a a cruise last year Chris Jericho's cruise and we're doing another one this year and I knew I would lose money at the start wasn't there to make money my idea was to create Mm -hmm. an annual destination vacation Mm -hmm. rock and roll wrestling cruise at sea First one kind of sold out. Second one will sell out and mm-hmm. building a brand. right? Is it the same with you? S-
1: building the brand. Yeah. That's exactly what it's about. You yeah, mentioned, you know,
0: $2 million investment. Yeah, You're not yeah, expecting yeah. to make that back no, no. in a year or two years. But no, maybe, no, no, no. Uh, I,
1: I don't. And, and then, of course, I want to make more. Yeah. So the more we do, the more, you know, I'd like to make, uh, do more songs, different songs, different outfits, different, different um, theatrics.
0: Mm-hmm. Different scenarios, like I'm envisioning, like yeah. Dio actually in a medieval dungeon fighting a dragon. Oh or yeah, uh, I'd like and... to have,
1: I'd like to have like the tigers or because it's a ride the tiger, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the song, <laughs> and I'd like to have tigers or the dragons walking down the aisle.
0: Yeah, I would yeah. love
1: to do that thing, have interaction with the audience,
0: but... like an actual kind of Vegas type Siegfried and Roy, but yeah. with the hologram, yeah, type with holograms, atmosphere. yeah, exactly. That's, that must be very exciting for you too. Like as the 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 keeper of Ronnie's estate, not just at home, you know, not that you are, but, I mean, this gives you probably real purpose oh, to go absolutely. out there. Oh,
1: and- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm really, really busy, as I said, with the with the ride for Ronnie, the celebrity bowling, I'm doing the, we're finally finishing the book. I'm working with Mick Wall, mm. you know, Mick Wall, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because she Ronnie had re- started writing uh, the book. He'd written it up halfway through Rainbow, so, um Thank God he did his childhood thing because I, I didn't know that part. Right, right. um, You've got a long
0: way to go if you're just halfway through Rainbow. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, 40 yeah, years yeah, to go, yeah. But what I want to do,
1: it, I want to do it sort of like still through Ronnie's. Um, I want to find lots of interviews at those times that he did. So it's kind of still in his way mm-hmm. of writing. In his words, yeah. Yeah, and also talk to people that, you know, were played with Ronnie or people that supported Ronnie or or uh, his Peers that mm-hmm. you know, different people like Lars and stuff. That that yeah. Lars wrote the most beautiful, beautiful. He's a great writer. I he wrote this beautiful, beautiful letter to Ronnie stuff, after dude. he passed away. Did it was he really, after, after he passed away. Yeah,
0: yeah, really beautiful. Just to you, yeah, for private sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Their their track on that. um Oh, unbelievable! Oh,
1: unbelievable! They couldn't do. They said they couldn't do one. They had to do four. <laughs> yeah,
0: but ten I minutes think. Long. if
1: I mean. Kill the king. It sounds like something that they would have done themselves. Yeah. they made it. They brought it up, modernized it. And I think they did a most They're amazing job. They're really good job. at
0: that. They picked really amazing. good covers that yeah. sounds like Metallica tunes. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean.
1: I could I could imagine a mosh pit right yeah, there when yeah, it's going yeah, on. Yeah yeah, 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 I think they did. Well, I think everybody did a really great job on there. Mm. I mean, the
0: Scorpions track sounds like it should have been a Scorpions song. What did, it, what did they do? Gates? What did they do? I can't remember. Um, they did Gates of Babylon or something. I can't remember what song they did. But what, you're right. That was great. What? Uh, what, um, do you ever get like strange? Like, this is Chris Jericho ice cream bar, and this is Chris Jericho bowling ball. Like, do you ever get people that still try and like say, well, I want to put deal on? Oh, a yeah, the Slurpee time. Cup or whatever All maybe. kinds of stuff that they want to do. What's <laughs> <laughs> some of the ones you just say no to? Yeah, like, yeah. some, said no some
1: to? I say no to, you know, but that's a lot of weird stuff that they that sometimes people want to do.
0: Like, is there anything that stands out?
1: I'm just trying to think. Um, we get so st- many requests it's so stupid, right?
0: I'm just trying to look up the Scorpion song. As yeah. Oh, the Temple of the King. The Temple of the King, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it sounds
1: like something that they should have done. Yeah,
0: themselves. yeah, exactly. When you're talking about the estate, is Ronnie still, like, in this day and age with streaming... But Heavy Metal still sells records. Is he still selling a lot? The downloads, the streaming? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. As I said, you know, I mean, we, we we still have two and a half million fans on the Facebook and they were uh, at T shirts. I, I sent the T shirts out on the road and we did some new T shirts. They're so really cool. And I found this fabulous photo of, um, and it's funny because I was just in the file and this, I wasn't even looking in photos and this photo kind of just popped up. And it was one of Ronnie in rainbow in black and white. With his star and moon pants on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, and I was looking to see who the photographer was. And it was kind of scuffed out and it just said, Braith. Richard Gale Breathe. I remembered Richard Gale Breathe. And so uh, one of the guys in my office found him on Facebook. I wrote to him and said, oh, "We'd like to use this. Can we license this from you?" Hmm. And the guy was like, "Oh, absolutely!" So we made a great T-shirt of that. Oh, that's um, cool. And we have that on. And I sent. And then we have another one that Mark Sasso, who's a, a great illustrator, he did a um, an illustration, and uh, we put of a dragon, and we put that uh, out. And I sent just a few on the road T-shirts. We're doing like $12 a head. It's <laughs> wow. like unbelievable. That's I mean, great. I don't think we did that when it was aligned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the tour poster looks really cool, too. Yeah. Like with yeah. The,
1: the, yeah. The yeah. Deal returns. And, yeah. It looks yep, great.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Last two questions for you. First off, what's your favorite Dio song?
1: Has to be Rainbow Eyes because he wrote that about me.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. No kidding. Yeah. What album is that on? That's on, is it a uh, rainbow song? It's a rainbow song, yeah. Oh, yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you always yeah. wrote about rainbows and yeah. dragons yeah. and wizards? Yeah. Well, he,
1: they... he, even in Elf, he, he said that was good luck. Even in Elf, if you look at the Elf songs, there's always on, on each album, there's a song that's got a rainbow written hmm. in it. And so he that's, that's just kind of his signature thing.
0: Rainbow Eyes is about you. Yep. That's yeah. really cool. Yep,
1: yep, yep. And my eyes change color.
0: Oh. <laughs> 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 Do you have a favorite uh, Ronnie memory? So many, so
1: many. I, I, I I don't know. I mean, he didn't like to go out a lot because he was on the road all the time. Um, Just sitting with his guitar on the couch, uh, writing music and watching sports.
0: Huge sports sports fan. Really huge sports fan. No kidding. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. A New
0: York guy, right? Yeah. Who was Uh, his favorite? Giants. Giants.
1: Mm -hmm. Giants and the uh, what's the baseball team? Uh, the Yankees. The Yankees or the Mets, yeah. Yankees. Because um, Mark Piazza used to come to the shows and stuff, and he's I a mean, there's a Mets. Nah. <laughs> but he he was friends with him, but he didn't, didn't like a the big, Mets. A big, no, a big, he's a big a Giants big, fan. Big yeah, fan yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <laughs> and the other guy used to come in Arizona, who was a uh, uh, I forget tall guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Randy. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Another big He head.
1: used to come all the time to the shows and photographer
0: stuff. photographer yeah. too. Yeah, oh, is he? Oh, yeah, 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 Uh, I'll leave you with one last Dio story. So uh, we had SummerSlam in Phoenix about Mm -hmm. 2003, I think. And it was Mm -hmm. when it was uh, Maiden, Dio, and Motorhead. Oh, right, right. Mm -hmm. And so we were backstage hanging out and I asked to take a picture with with Ronnie and I had a glass of red wine. I don't know why I had red wine because I never drank red wine. Mm -hmm. But I think maybe because Ronnie was drinking it and Mm he gave me a glass of it. It Was he a wine guy? Mm, More of a vodka guy, but he would drink I'm a vodka guy too, so someone must have given me a freaking wine. So I went to put my arm around him. As I put my arm around him, I accidentally, my hand turned. (laughs) I spilled red wine all over. He was wearing like a black, you know, typical deal, long-sleeve pirate type thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to spill the wine on. He goes, that's okay. I said, God, I thought you might put a curse on me. He goes, how do you know I won't? And then he went to deal somewhere. He went, (laughs) went, like the the (laughs) Italian thing. And I was like, ah! Dio's a wizard he just put a (laughs) curse on me and he started laughing you know how that came
1: about right the the, the Moloic it's called a Moloic it's the old Italian sign goes back centuries to either whichever way you do it to either ward off evil or to give the evil eye (laughs) and his grandmother used to watch his grandmother you know was like five, six, seven years old walking down the street and she'd be doing this to, as she's
0: walking. Doing the, the old oh, sign. Yeah.
1: Well, the Moloic.
0: The devil horns, And And uh,
1: of course, Ozzy always did the peace sign. Mm. So when Ronnie uh, was in Sabbath, I don't know, he said suddenly he just did it one day and just took on.
0: <laughs> now Gene Simmons will tell you that he invented oh, it. Oh I know.
1: <laughs> Don't get me on that okay. one. <laughs> we'll leave it at that.
0: Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank what you so much. thank you for
1: your continued support. Really appreciate it. Couldn't do it without you guys. Oh my pleasure. After
0: yeah. next year I want to come play in the bowling tournament. Oh yeah, you Eddie should. Eddie Trunks there. I bet you I could beat him. Eddie Trunks always there. <laughs> yeah,
1: always <laughs> the there. But everywhere. there's one guy that comes, he's just nobody. Because we have the highest score as well. We have the, we have awards, you know, for yeah, for, yeah. for celebrities and whatever. But the highest score ever. This guy, nobody's been able to beat him. He's got it every single year. But the best bowlers are um actually are um Mark Ferrari. Keel. Mm. Cool. Ronnie's cousin, Rock Feinstein. David okay. Rock Feinstein, you know him from the Rods. The Rods. And yeah, he was in Elf. Yeah, yeah. Those two, if they're on the same team, they they beat gonna beat. You're not going to beat him. He didn't come last year, and they lost. Because <laughs> they're usually on Eddie Trunk's team. Because Eddie Trunk always has the all star. He has the all star. You should be on the Eddie's Eddie, team. Eddie's yeah, because he's got the all star uh, celebrity bowling, and then we and then he always comes and he has the uh, all star celebrity um, jam band for, oh. for the uh, which Dave Gore came
0: last time. I heard. Yeah, I heard, yeah. Once he, again, everyone loves Dio. He just
1: stepped in, and yeah. <laughs> it was there. It was great.
0: All right, the fifth annual Bowl for Ronnie's celebrity bowling party to raise money for the Dio stand-up and shout cancer fund happening tomorrow night... November 7th at the Pins Bowling Center in Los Angeles. The Foo Fighters' Dave Grohl will be bowling. Uh, Talk is Jericho alumni Rudy Sarzo. Steven Adler of Guns N' Roses uh, fame will be there. Matt Duncan from Armored Saint. I think Eddie Trunk is going to be there. So many more bowling to raise money for this great cause and to honor Ronnie James Dio. Actually, I think that's Jeff Duncan from Armored Saint. Just get that right. You can get your tickets and bid on silent auction items at DioCancerFund.com deal dot go do it now and uh, help out uh, ronnie james deal great great guy and speaking of great guys rick flair is going to be on chris jericho's rock and wrestling ranger part two we set sail january 20th 2020 and thanks to you guys we're completely sold out no more cabins left the wait list is the only chance to come hang with this great lineup of talent go to chris dot for your uh, chance to join us and the nwo scott hall kevin nash X Pac is going to be there Jake the Snake Roberts, Booker T, MVP. Gabriel Iglesias is going to be there. Fluffy is going to be hilarious. Craig Gass laying down some comedy. Uh, Bruce Jingles is going to be there. Vicky Guerrero, Shaw Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero. I don't know where going to get on here. Jack Slade, Red Cup Jeff, Conrad Thompson, Eric Bischoff, Fozzie's going to be there, Kick Axe, Killer Queens, the best female cover band in the world, the only one, Rubik's Cube, great 80s cover band, Farewell to Fear, uh, Dark Sky Choir, the Dave Spivak Project, Light the Torch with my boy Howard Jones, Jared James Nichols is going to be there, do not miss out on this, and also the whole AEW crew, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody, Brandy, uh, Hangman, Page, Moxley, Just go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com, sign up for the waiting list now, uh, and we will see you there. All right, Uh, we'll see you on Dynamite as it's uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Kenny Omega and uh, Hangman Page uh, November 7th. And of course, don't forget, uh, sorry, that's November 6th. Don't forget, November 9th is uh, is the big pay-per-view. Cody Rhodes versus Chris Jericho for the uh, AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Don't you dare miss it. And don't you dare miss it on Friday. Special guests. I'm going to leave it a surprise because I haven't tracked yet. I'm headed to New York City to do that now. Uh, let's just say it's going to be the uh, first and biggest political show we've ever had on Talk is Jericho. We're going to have a great time. So we'll see you on Friday. In the meantime, in the between time, stay hard. Stay hungry and a beast, uh, big peace, love, and hugs. Ah, yeah. we'll see you soon.